Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy. Um, I am. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be fun again. Uh, I've never preached two weeks in a row, so uh, this is a whole new experience for me. I've never done a two-part sermon series, so that also is going to be a whole new experience for me, and uh, hopefully it goes well, because the sermon I was supposed to preach this week, I preached last week, and I tried to expand on it for this week, so, you know, God's going to work as God's going to work, so I just got to leave it in his hands. Before we get started, I do want to mention tithes and offerings. Um, we once again thank you all so much for your generosity, for your support. Um, you know, tithes and offerings can be done online at hopeforvermont.org, um, or they can be mailed to the chapel campus. Um, I don't actually have that address with me, but uh, they can be done online at hopeforvermont.org. We are still doing the special offering for Jeff and Bethany. If you have any questions about that, if you want to do it anonymously, uh, anything like that, you can email me, you can email Shalina, you can email Stacy. Um, so those emails are all right there for you guys if you want to, um, you know, donate, if you want to do it anonymously, if you have any questions, just in general. Um, and uh, with that, we are going to get started. Um, so I'm going to recap a little bit from last week just to sort of get us back into the the flow of things and, um, and this idea of the value of people, um, and especially think with today being Valentine's Day in a day where, um, you know, so many people show other people their value. It's important that we talk about why do we value people? How do we value people? And so, you know, last week we um, we really focused in on this quote from Doctor Who. In 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. And we really focused in on this idea that, you know, if we live 80 years and the doctor lived 900 years and he's never met anyone unimportant, I'm not going to meet someone who's not important. And so in our lives, we are going to every single person that we run into, every single person that we engage with is important and has value. And we're actually today going to be looking at the rest of that episode of Doctor Who. And yes, I do promise that eventually there will be sermons that are not based on science fiction. Uh, today is not that day. Um, I actually, um, I, I, it's one of those things, and I was going into this, and I was like, it, it is an interesting thing to do a sermon on on science fiction and all this stuff, and you know, relating the Doctor Who to the the Gospels and whatnot. But uh, a lot of times, we sort of, you know, who we are as people sort of leeches into you know how we how we preach in our sermons and whatnot, and. Um, you know, one of the things that I think it's important that we're, if we're going to be ministering to people and, you know, it, you know, I'll get into this a little bit later on um, and uh, just sort of ad living right now. Um, ministering to people, it's important that, you know, if you guys are listening to me, that you know who I am. And when I'm engaging with you, I hope that I know who you are because you're not going to be able to sort of take things from me if you don't know who I am. And I'm going to have a hard time reaching you if I don't know who you are. So one of the things, and just sort of a, a random little tidbit of why um, Doctor Who is really important to my family, uh, the doctor has a companion who comes on later on, and she's a fantastic actress and a fantastic companion. And her name is Clara. And uh, that's actually where we got my daughter's name from. We were watching Doctor Who while my wife was pregnant. And uh, we just really like the character of Clara, and we really like the name. Um, and uh, so, actually, our daughter's name came from uh, when we were watching Doctor Who, and we heard the name Clara, and really liked it. So, if you're wondering why, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's preach about Doctor Who. 
um, it actually has um, had an actual real life impact in our family and which is where we got my daughter's name from. So uh, with that, um, yeah, why do we recognize the importance of people? Why do we recognize the importance of people? Last week, we talked about recognizing the importance, but this week, we're going to delve into this question of why do we do it? Why do we recognize the importance of people? And we look at Doctor Who. This woman is dying. Um, she's offered her life so her family could get a loan. Um, in essence, she almost felt that her life had no value. She was dying. She had, you know, like 15 days to live. And she recognized that the most value she could actually get out of her life was giving it up going into this freezer so that her family could get a loan. Um, and instead, the doctor sort of brings her out. And the whole episode is, you know, he goes back every Christmas Eve and him and Kaiseron, who's the old man, although he goes back in time to when he's a younger boy and then sort of grows up. And every Christmas Eve, they spend Christmas Eve with this woman traveling around the world and doing amazing things. And he gives her these amazing final days and shows her that her life has value. Uh, Kaiser on the old man, he's angry, he's feared. And by the end of the episode, he's this friendly, beloved character. Um, and it's, it's very, I mean, this is based off of a Christmas story, which we sort of see that same transition going from this angry person to this friendly person. And uh, I have a clip here and the clips are going to be a little, uh, I've got like two clips today and they're, they're slightly longer than last week. Um, but, uh, you know, it really helps us to get to this question of why is he like this? Why is he this angry, broken person? And well, it comes back to the fact that his father was an angry, feared, broken person. And I want to show you guys this, this clip that really helps us to understand the character of Kaiseron and sort of the, the amount of effort that the doctor is going through to, to really show this person his importance and his value. Sorry, I didn't realize. All my life I've been called heartless. My other life, my real life, the one you rewrote. Now look at me. Better a broken heart than no heart at all. You try it, you try it. Why are you here? Because I'm not finished with you yet. You've seen the past, the present. And now you need to see the future. Fine, do it, Shelby. I'll die cold, alone, and afraid. Of course I will, we all do. What difference does showing me make? Do you know why I'm gonna let those people die? Not a plan. I don't get anything from it. It's just that I don't care. I'm not like you. I don't even want to be like you. I don't, and never, ever will care. I don't believe that. And show me the future. Prove me you are. I am showing it to you. I'm showing it to you right now. So what do you think? Is this who you want to become, Kazran?
sorry, I'm so, so sorry. It's okay, give me time. I'm, I'm so, so, so. I just, I really love that scene in the different aspects of it. There's a couple of things that the doctor says, you know, I'm not finished with you. And, you know, the, the Kaiser on saying, you know, I don't care about those people. I don't care. And it, it, it really brings me into something that we're, we're going to get into a, a little bit later is, um, you know, this idea that the doctor's not about to give up just because things are difficult. And we're going to talk a little bit towards the end about, you know, evangelism and, you know, just because things are difficult, we don't give up. Um, but there, there's, there's an element there where this man values himself so little that he is literally about to strike himself. You know, the doctor, because he can travel through time, he went back and got his younger self, brought him to his older self. And when his younger self calls him dad, he is about to hit him. He values himself so little that he's about to hit himself. And what stops this? The memories of the people who value him. The woman who's frozen on the Christmas Eve where they would come out, the only person who showed him value in his entire life was her. And when she valued him, it leads him to value himself just a little bit more. And then the doctor just sort of sticking with this man and, and recognizing his value and saying, I'm not giving up. I'm not done with you yet. The doctor is able to break one of the worst cycles that we see in human society, this cycle of abuse, the cycle of the fact that the father was unvalued and so he hit his son. And now he's unvalued, so he's about to hit his younger self, but it's symbolic of if he had a son, he would have hit his son. And this doctor, by recognizing his importance and his value, is able to break this cycle. And there's one more clip that I want to show you before we're going to get into sort of how does this relate to the Gospels and everything. And, and it's, it's relatively shortly after this. Um, and uh, it really does show the impact of what can be done when we, we value other people, when we show other people their worth. This is coming from outside. This is coming from the actual clouds. in the crystals is feeding back and forth between the two halves of the screwdriver now one soft filling the sky the crystals will align and i'll feed in a control phase loop and the clouds will unlock what does that mean unlock what happens when a cloud unlocks something that hasn't happened in this cloud for a very long time now 
So this is sort of the grand culmination of what the doctor valuing these people shows. I mean, if we just remember in that clip that I love that image where it's circling around Kaiseron, his older, the older version of him, and he's smiling, he's happy. At the beginning, when they're setting up the microphone to try to make it so she can sing into the clouds to disperse the storm, um, he's like, is it going to work? Is it going to work? This is a completely different person. In the doctor recognizing his value, in the woman recognizing his value, he now recognizes the value of these people on this spaceship that just a scene ago, he said, I don't care what happens to them. By showing value in people, people can change. People can learn to value themselves. And I think that this is so incredibly, incredibly important. And I think the doctor does a great way of showing the importance of valuing people. Um, and how does this relate to the gospels? How does this bring anything? How does this all come together? Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go forth and make disciples of all the nations. And the reason that this comes to mind when I see this is the fact that the doctor has a time travel machine. It can travel through time and space. I mean, technically it's kind of a plot hole. Um, he could have used the time machine to just go up to the spaceship, move everyone away, go down to the planet, move everyone away. The spaceship crashes, it destroys the spaceship and the planet, but nobody is hurt. But he doesn't do that. That would have been the easy thing to do. Instead, he recognizes this all the nations. He recognizes that every single person has value, even the difficult ones. And that's where I'm looking at here. This idea that, you know, even if someone is being difficult, that doesn't mean that we don't disciple to them. That doesn't mean that we don't do what we can to help them change. You know, go forth, make disciples of all the nations. This does not mean go forth and make disciples of Christians. It doesn't mean go forth and make disciples of people you like or go forth and make disciples of people who have money to give. This means go forth and make disciples of everyone. And I look at this this episode of Doctor Who and I look at the the curmudgeon old man and my first thought is yeah, I'd probably find something else. 
Because, I mean, it gets worse throughout this whole episode. I mean, he just fights the doctor this entire time and lets the doctor know how much he doesn't care about the doctor, his friends, and everything going on. But he still doesn't give up. He doesn't go and try to find someone easier. He recognizes the value of this one person. You know, my small group recently started Max Licato's You're Never Alone. Um, we meet Wednesday nights at 7, and we've got a really great group. This past Wednesday, we had um, we had three families, all with kids under the age of two. And so, you know, we've got a lot in common in that aspect and sort of talking about this idea of you're never alone, especially with, with parents and quarantine. And, you know, you're sort of stuck at home with a small child who screams at you. Clara, I love you to death. Um, but, uh, you know, you can feel very alone very unimportant. And that came up repeatedly um, in our small group with sort of um, moms who are struggling with being alone all day. Um, All they have is their kid and, you know, kids just, they take, 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 they don't give, give, give when they're really little and uh, how hard that is. And one of the things that really sort of came to me when we were talking about all this is, you know, I feel that we, we most feel unimportant when we're alone. And we most feel alone when we're unimportant. And that last clip there, and I don't know how well you could hear it, the, the woman singing, she's singing, you know, when we're alone, silence is all we hear. When we're alone, silence is all we feel. And it sort of just reiterates that that loneliness, that feeling of unimportance, that feeling of a lack of value. Um that just that that silence that comes with being alone and and that silence can be in in so many different aspects because you look at it i mean this man he's wealthy he had you know people who are going in and out of his business all the time you would think oh he's not alone he's got people around him all the time but he's still so alone and all he feels is silence and i feel like there are so many people in our lives who are like that um I know talking to my wife all the time, you know, she's got my, my daughters here. She sees her family. She sees me and yet she still can sometimes feel so alone and feel so much silence. And if we don't talk to people and engage with them and recognize their importance and value, we aren't able to either realize that that's how they're feeling or to help them to get through that. And I think that that's so important. There are so many people who we would think are not struggling with anything And yet they're struggling with this idea that when we're alone, silence is all we hear. And when we're alone, silence is all that we feel. Feel that when we most feel unimportant, when we are alone, we most feel alone when we're unimportant. And yet nobody is unimportant to God. Nobody is unimportant to Jesus. And nobody, nobody, nobody should be unimportant to us. So brings me back to that question. Why is it important to recognize the importance in people? And I think that there's two really important reasons. Um, And one of them relates back to Doctor Who, and one of them relates to the gospel. So we're going to start with Doctor Who. The first is to break the cycle of hate. And it's the thing that I love the most about this episode. It's when he's about to hit his younger self. In the value that the doctor has given him, in the value that the new people in his life has given him, makes him recognize, I can't do this. Because if the doctor had never shown up, he would have hit his younger self. 
but instead, because its value is shown, the cycle of hate is broken. Now, if you're not a big Doctor Who fan, like you know my family is, you might be a fan of the show How I Met Your Mother. Uh, there's a great episode in that where uh, Marshall has a new job and he gets yelled at by his boss and he's having such a hard time with it. And so Barney tells him, oh, you just have to find someone to yell at yourself. And so he tries to get Marshall to yell at, I think it's like a waiter who got their food wrong. And he says, you know, just yell at him. And it goes to this, this great scene after that where, you know, Marshall gets yelled at by his boss. And then it shows his boss getting yelled at by his boss. And then it shows his boss getting yelled at by someone else. And it's this cycle where someone yells at someone and someone yells at someone else. And all it takes is one person saying, no, I'm not doing that. Because Marshall looked at that waiter that Marty wanted him to yell at and said, that person has value. I'm not yelling at that person. Why do we recognize that people are important? Because it helps to break the cycle of hate. The reason people yell at other people, hit other people, is because they don't recognize that they are important. The second thing is the idea of the Imago Dei. Uh, the Imago Dei is simply the image of God. And uh, the, the idea behind the Imago Dei is that we're all mirrors. Or as Lecrae puts it in one of his songs, we're all billboards. And Lecrae says, I'm going to tell the world, tell them. Yeah, I'll tell them everywhere I go. Tell the world, tell them. Yeah, I'm a billboard. And it's this idea that wherever you go, you are reflecting back the image of God. That you are a mirror that reflects back the image of God. Or you are a billboard that has the image of God upon it. And if we show people that they aren't important, then we as Christians are reflecting back the image of God and showing them that God does not think that they are important. And if we show people that they are important, then we as Christians who reflect the image of God are showing them that God does think that they are important. And this is so incredibly important with evangelism, with building the kingdom of God and this idea of recognizing the value of people. You know, I've had conversations with people who, you know, they met someone and one of the first things that they did was try to evangelize. They, you know, whether they're on a mission trip or whether they're walking down the street or whether they were talking to a coworker, one of the first things they did was try to invite them to church or try to tell them about the gospels and the person wasn't receptive to it. And this can work. God can do anything. This absolutely 100% can work. But most of the time, I would say, and studies have shown that valuing people and getting to know them first, you know, if there's someone that you want to invite to church rather than just going and inviting them to church, maybe it's a coworker that you don't know that well, but you know, they're not a Christian. So you want to invite them to church rather than just going, Hey, I've got a great church. Do you want to come invite them out to lunch when it's not in the middle of a pandemic? Um, and get to know them. And what I would recommend is during that first lunch period, don't invite them to church. Talk about it if it comes up naturally, but ask them about them. Ask them about their hobbies, their likes, their interests, their family. Get to know who they are as a person because of the fact that people, if you want to get to know who they are as a person, then they know that you are now inviting them to church, not because you want to increase church membership or not because you want to get heaven points, uh, whatever those are, but because of the fact that you genuinely care about them as a person. 
it is so important that we as Christians value people. And I think a lot of non-Christians think that Christians don't value them as people, but instead value them as potential future churchgoers and not as the human beings that they are. And it's so important that we value them as the human beings that they are, because if we do that, then they become potential future Christ followers. And so this brings me to our last bit of scripture. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You know, we talked a little bit last week about burnout um, and about not valuing ourselves and valuing others too much or valuing ourselves too much and not valuing others enough. And it's so important that we don't become weary, that we find the correct way to balance valuing others and valuing ourselves because at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I want to bring you to one final clip. It's a short one, uh, shorter than the other ones. And it really does show us what the harvest is. And you might be asking yourself, you know, you've now seen enough of this episode of Doctor Who. Whatever happened to Kaiseron and the woman? What, you know, what was, what happened to them after all of this? And, uh, well, the doctor's companion, Amy, asked the same question. And uh, here it is. Where are they, Kaiseron and Abigail? Off on a little trip, I should think. Where? Christmas. Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Halfway out of the dark. Now I want to ask you, is that the same person from the beginning of the episode who said, nobody important? That man with the big smile riding a sleigh through the sky being pulled by a shark? Um, no. And that is the harvest. The, there, there's a couple of harvests here. The, the doctor who is saying, when he says Christmas, there's just that he recognizes how how much value and how much it just, it brought him joy to see a changed man and the man and the woman enjoying their last day together, the value in there, that's the harvest. You know, this is the harvest that we can see. It's the change that we can bring about in other people's lives. If we recognize them as important as God does. And that's gonna bring me to my last thing. I'll be I'll be short. I know I'm running over a little bit, but uh, I just I just get really into this stuff, and and that is that you can look at the harvest, and you think you know you you have that friend. You got to know them. You learned who they are as a person, and they learned who they you are as a person. And you invited them to church. You've shown them value, and they have valued you. And they say no, and you're like, well, where's the harvest? And that was the harvest. The harvest could be in the future if that person accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior. 
the harvest can still be in the present with getting to know a human being and that human being getting to know you. That person getting to know that, you know, even if they're not willing to accept Christ, even if they're not willing to attend church, they got to know a Christian who valued them. I think a lot of people don't know Christians who value them. And I think this is the harvest. This idea that the change we can bring about in other people's lives, the change that we can bring about in our own lives, when God looks down and recognizes and says, thank you, my good and faithful servant. You put the work in, you tried, you gave the effort, and I thank you for that. God recognizes it. Even when things don't work out, there's still a harvest. A harvest isn't always a reward at the end, but can be the journey along the way. And God recognizes that. So thank you all so much for, for listening to me these past two weeks, for humoring me with Dr. Who. And um, I, I really do hope that we can all take something from this and value people differently, especially with today being Valentine's Day. Make sure to show the people in your life that they're important, but make sure also if you interact with someone who isn't in your life, that they are also important. I mean, you could be going to the grocery store and just you know, you're picking up flowers for someone and you say to the cashier, you know, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much. And you might be the only person all day who says happy Valentine's Day to them. And that is showing value in people. Lord, I thank you so much for, 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 for your word and for your, the value that you have in human life, Lord. The value that you have in all of us and I'm just so incredibly grateful for the opportunity that you put before me, Lord. And I just, I thank you so much, Lord. I pray for each and every person out there, everyone listening, everyone not listening, Lord. And I, I just ask and pray that you show every single one of them the value that you have in them and the value that we have in one another. Thank you, Lord, so much for everything you do and everything you are. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you all and have a great Valentine's Day. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.